my ability to understand the skating community in itself really well has allowed the brand to grow in in strength and just in general be able to stand out among the crowd of other dressmakers whereas we are coming in more of as a brand like lululemon or nike where skaters just naturally want to be a part of that community and just buy from the brand because it's something that they're a part of not just that they're wearing if that makes sense Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on operations, the system will set you free. So think about systems, think about flow, sustainability, potentially working out in your morning routine, waking up early, e-commerce, different business models. Think of the operations and the models that basically set up the foundation to allow the creativity within organizations, but also to make sure the trains are running on time and things are going as they should. Now, this is extremely important because we often can turn to the sexy parts of business and forget about the operations and how important that is. So I really want to focus this month on this specific topic. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Emily Duong of Elite Skatewear. Emily, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Emily so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Emily is a 22-year-old entrepreneur and digital content creator and a recent college graduate from Chapman University. Growing up on the East Coast, she was a competitive elite-level figure skater and USTA-ranked tennis player at the age of 18. She packed her bags to pursue her dreams of living in Southern California. With 10-plus years of competitive skating experience, she found a niche and love for designing her own dresses at the age of 17 and created her own e-commerce business, Elite Skatewear. Today, she continues to scale the business as well as writing weekly on her lifestyle blog and growing her podcast, Young and Ambitious. Emily, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am ready. Awesome. Let's do it. So I wanted to kick everything off with what I call your CEO story to hear a little bit more about you and and what led you to start your business and your podcast and all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So as I mentioned, I started my business around the age of 17. So I was a junior in high school and at the time I was still competing and I just always was really drawn to doing things myself. And I think that kind of set the foundation of my entrepreneurship personality. 
And so when it came to my dresses, as I got older and more competitive in the sport, I realized that I felt really connected with the musicality of my routines, as well as just putting together the finished costume myself in terms of design and just the overall look and vision. And so later on, I always got comments and praise on my designs and my dresses. And I realized that it was a good opportunity to just try it out as a business. So I initially started on eBay and I had a few designs up there and it picked up pretty quickly. And as I went into college, my college years, I brought that business along with me and really started to seriously scale, I'd say around the junior year of my college time. And from there, I started working with retail partners in pro shops throughout different ranks in the U.S. And from there, I have expanded to about 10 stores now in the U.S. and continue to work on that. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I know there's definitely probably a lot of people listening to this that are wanting to be able to just do it as you, you've been able to do. And you said you, and I think it's one of the, I guess, un, I guess maybe secret entrepreneurial skills you have to have where you're just wanting to try to do things and go out and just put yourself out there as far as creating things. So it definitely sounds like that's been something you've been able to do and, and, and to master, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So I wanted to, to, to hear a little bit more about Elite Skate Wear. Could you take us through exactly what we'll find when we go to your site? Yeah. So Elite Skate Wear is quite a niche product and a very niche industry, especially if you're not a figure skater or you're not familiar with the sport at all. So I think that's been a nice selling point for me, especially just as a, a blogger and a entrepreneur in combination. Elite Skatewear, I, I essentially uh, work with customers and skaters on designing custom dresses for them. So these are the dresses you see on uh, on TV, in the Olympics, um, just custom dresses. I think of it like wedding dresses where people get them customized. It's to their exact measurements. So for my customers, they, they are actually sending in their measurements, their torso, waist, everything and a specific design, whether they chose directly from our website or I worked with them to alter a previous design we've done just to fit their needs more. Everything is just being custom designed for them. And then a a typical turnaround is about four to six weeks. And then that gets shipped out to them. And I do all that uh, shipping and packing and et cetera. So that's more of the product and service side. But on top of that, a key Um, differentiation for elite skatewear is that it is a brand and also a community within the figure skating world, um, which we've been growing, especially on social media, Facebook, Instagram. And um, that's just been really, really nice for skaters to enjoy with us because everyone in the industry is very, not only competitive, but it's, it's typically more selling a dress to a skater and leaving it at that. Whereas we are making a community out of it on Instagram and celebrating other skaters within Southern California, where we are based, or just even on the East Coast, wherever we are celebrating skaters on their wins and their accomplishments. And we're really engaging with the community. So that's another big factor within Elite Skatewear. Nice. I absolutely love it. And it sounds, of course, you were a part of that community and you still are a part of that community just in a different way, but you understand it a lot more. I don't know if that's what been your, been your, been your perspective. I would say so 100%. I would say that my ability to understand the skating community in itself really well has allowed the brand to grow in, in strength 
and just in general be able to stand out among the crowd of other dressmakers whereas we are coming in more of as a brand like lululemon or nike where skaters just naturally want to be a part of that community and just buy from the brand because it's something that they're a part of not just that they're wearing if that makes sense it makes so much sense and i think when that community doesn't exist to be able to have one or to build one as you've been able to do definitely allows that opportunity for us to, to have a voice but also have a platform to some degree Exactly, exactly. And I, and I would say, yes, 100%. It has really helped skaters feel um, a part of something rather than just seeing each other as competitors, uh, as the, the sport and, and most sports are very competitive. So it's sometimes hard to remove that competitive thought when you're dealing with other skaters. So I think this community we have been growing and building has allowed them to alleviate that. Yeah, absolutely. And and this might be your secret sauce. And I know you already touched on it a little bit, but do you feel like that um, competitive background that you, you were doing for so long um, at a young age and able to, to do that consistently, do you feel like that helps you out as far as your business, but also your podcast and, and growing all the things that you have? I would say that my background in skating and just as a competitive athlete has allowed me to maintain my competitive spirit and and my my self-discipline in, in having a business <clears throat> as well as a podcast that has definitely helped me in, in all aspects. And I think that perspective as well as just really understanding my way of thinking when I was younger and as an athlete, has I've been able to translate that and relate to those who are my age or my age when I was competing as well. So that has allowed me to really build a true human relationship and connection in both my podcast as well as my business. Absolutely. You get to really delve in. You get that connection as far as you've been able to do with the blog and the podcast that you really get that deeper relationship in that community as you've been able to grow. Yeah. And I would just add one more thing too, is that mm -hmm. I, I find that is just a huge selling point for in terms of how to just to differentiate yourself from others. And I think that with social media and technology growing, I think that we're losing a little bit of that human touch. And I think that's why my ability to understand the, you know, the consumer thinking and the way that what, what makes them really tick in a way, like what makes them drawn to a brand or drawn to whatever I'm working on. It's truly that genuine human connection. And it's really important to have as technology continues to grow. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy with all these ways we have of connecting with one another. And you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have text message, you have WhatsApp, you have this, you have so many different things that we can connect that sometimes we feel like we're more disconnected than ever before. But it's mm -hmm. weird because we have so many different ways. But I guess, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, are you saying too, is just also how you approach and what you do on these platforms to build that connection? It's not just the platforms in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. I would, I would hundred percent that. And I would, I would just say as well, I think that's a big key ingredient into, in the success of everything I've worked on. So my blog, my podcast, the business is just being able to understand the community effect and understand the consumers as humans and people and almost as friends rather than just business to consumer. Because I think that's where, especially nowadays, a lot of consumers lose you because they don't, they don't feel that connection. And in, 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 in my understanding of just general human psychology, just that aspect is really what pulls people in to any brand and anything that 
they haven't met yet or talked to in person, but when they feel like they have and they can feel that relationship and, and that, that growth, I think that's, that's what has at least helped me in my success. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of times you can tell when you're you're working with a business or you're buying something from a business where you feel like you're like you're more of a metric than actually a human being. And you can definitely feel when people actually take the time in order to build that connection, build that relationship. And you can also see that a lot in, in the content and information that they have as well. So I appreciate you for doing that. I appreciate you for expounding upon that as well too. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. Okay. Yeah. I would say there's, there's quite a few out there for me. I'd say in general, there are two books that I've read, especially it was around the time I was pivoting to expand into retail stores and, and work with wholesale partners. And two of those books are one being Principles by Ray Dalio, and the second one is The Daily Stoic. And so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a word of wisdom or a piece of advice, or if you could hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? I think a few things that have really helped me in the past few years in, in growing my business and just being able to manage life as an entrepreneur while I was in college, especially, I would say being able to be really strategic and have a good strategy and kind of how you're going to approach your business and like the steps to get there has really helped me. So taking it into my personal example, while I was in college, I was a junior in college and I knew I was graduating in two years. And I always asked myself, where do you see yourself you know, after you graduate? And my goal was always to be able to choose my path instead of have my path chosen for me because I think the problem is is when you don't have a you know specific vision and on top of that don't have a strategy to get to that vision I think that's where the line and 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 the path towards it you can get lost and I think that's just a huge um, piece of advice I'd give to any entrepreneur and business owners to consistently have your your vision out there and really keep your eye on that vision I bring it back to tennis even just keeping your eye on the ball Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Emily, what does being a CEO mean to you? (laughs) I would say being a CEO means to me being able to live a fulfilled life on my own terms. And I always have viewed being a CEO, not just a CEO of a business or of all my projects, but simply just a CEO of my own life and that I'm in control of my actions, my choices, and essentially the ultimate outcome of my life. And so my personal goal has always been to live a fulfilled life on my own terms and really be fulfilled in everything I do. And so just essentially being a CEO really means for me, it's living life on my own terms. I love that. And I love that word that you use, uh, fulfillment, because I think so many times we get lost in, again, we keep going back to kind of metrics or numbers, or it has to be this or it has to be that. But fulfillment is really of, an, of incredible importance in understanding that it's not being a CEO as a podcast host, not being a CEO as somebody that owns an e-commerce site or somebody that has a blog or somebody that owns a, a home improvement store. It could be all those different things, understanding that they're not necessarily one, they're all in line and they all make us who we are and they're all things that we can be CEOs from. Yes, yes. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Emily, I appreciate that definition, appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And then of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about your blog, subscribe to your podcast and all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, yeah. So I have quite a few, I guess, platforms. My podcast is just a young and ambitious podcast. My co-host is Sienna Mirabella. She's uh, known for her YouTube creation. I'm also writing on my blog weekly. I talk a lot about mindset and just going back to my personal theme, living a fulfilled life. And I share my own insights on that at www.emilyelizabeth.blog. My business, Elite Skatewear, is just EliteSkatewear.com. And I am on Instagram at Emily E. Duong. Duong is spelled D-U-O-N-G. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we will make sure to have those links and that information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you and see all the awesome things you're working on. But again, truly appreciate your time, not just for today, but all the awesome things that you're doing and you're helping out as far as reminding us to build a community and, and keep that human-centric focus as well, too. But again, appreciate you and hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.